0: Tonight. Well, it's my privilege this evening to welcome Bishop Lance Johnson from Relevate Church. He's a friend of the North Georgia Revival. He's preaching all over the country, depositing a moves of God. Stand to your feet, help me welcome Bishop Lance Johnson from Relevate Church, Ranger, Georgia. Come on, give the Lord some praise in the house tonight. Come on, no patty cakes in Dawsonville, Georgia. Come on, give him some glory, church. Come on, give him a praise to make your neighbor very uncomfortable tonight. Hallelujah. You know he's worthy, amen. What an honor it is to be back with you. I, uh, I'm excited about tonight. I'm excited about what God is going to do in the water tonight. It's going to be absolutely amazing. How many of you come expecting miracles in the house tonight? Glory to God. How many of you came to get a miracle tonight? Come on, I want to see all the miracle, the people that came ready to receive a miracle tonight. Look at that. Come on, a lot of miracles going to happen in the house tonight. See, I like those that come into the house and say, I'm gonna be like that woman with an issue of blood. I'm gonna touch a hem of his garment tonight. I'm gonna climb a tree if I gotta climb a tree, but I'm gonna get a hold of a miracle from the miracle maker, amen? Glory to God. Listen, it's good to be with you and I just want to say what an honor it is to, uh, to be serving in this hour. God is moving across our nation in unprecedented ways that is unlike anything that I have seen in my 50, almost 56 years now. It has been amazing to uh, see the lives that are being transformed, the churches that are being ignited across America who are being set on fire with the flame of God. Amen. That is, I believe, going to consume our great nation. And a lot of people have written her off, but this is not the time to write this nation off, nor is it time to write the church off. This is the time when, friends, you need to get on board, amen, because it's the greatest hour the church has ever seen. It is an hour of a move of God that no generation has ever seen, nor will any generation after see what God's about to do right now. And it's happening across America. It's not being seen on CNN, but it's being seen through the eyes of those that have the Holy Ghost, amen. And it won't be long till those in Washington, D.C. and those in your, in your political arena, those in the, those in the hood are gonna see what God is doing, amen. The world's about to stand up and take notice to what God is doing in our nation. He's about to pull the veil back. And, and listen, uh, when the veil's pulled back, and by the way, that veil is not some veil in a temple in Jerusalem. He's about to pull the veil back of where the glory is and the glory is in you. Oh, he's about to pull the veil back on a church that's been adorned in white raiment. I wish I had time to preach in here tonight. He's about to pull the veil back on a people that's gonna manifest the kingdom of God, that's gonna manifest the nature and the character of King Jesus, that's walking in his authority, that's walking in his power, that's walking in his word, amen? And they're gonna see the manifestation of the body of Christ in the earth in this hour. The Bible said that the whole earth is travailing right now upon the manifestation of the sons of God. I'm telling you, the veil's coming off, amen. Are you excited to be a part of that generation? Glory to God. Let me just take a moment and say how much I love and appreciate Pastor Todd and Karen Smith. Thank you for everything that you do in the kingdom. Thank you for your... Your willingness to lay it all down and say yes to the mandate of God upon your life to host this great revival that has been an and an igniting across our nation, and it's it's an awesome part to be a part of that. I am uh, almost a hundred thousand miles in travel uh, in the last year, over three hundred sermons by December the thirty first that the, I have preached since uh, since uh, the last year, uh, and in all of that travel. It's amazing to see what God is doing because of what started in Dawsonville, Georgia. Mm. What God is doing in the earth because of what he did in a little town called Dawsonville in a baptistry with fire on the water. Isn't it amazing, church? What a testimony to the glory of God. Tonight, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Exodus chapter one, if you might, and I want to, uh, for just a moment, uh, explain the title that I gave this word is Lifted from the Water. For the last two weeks, the Lord and I have had an ongoing conversation about a prophetic word to the body of Christ. Pastor Todd never asked me what I'm going to minister. He, I, I thank God that we, he trusts me. I know how much I trust him. And I have a word tonight for the body Listen, I will not finish this service out tonight without the harvest of lost souls. It is the priority, amen. But there's a word for the body tonight, and if you will give me a few minutes, I want to deliver that. There are some people in this room that have been birthed for this very hour. I need you to understand that according to the chapter, uh, Exodus chapter one, I'm about to read, you will find that throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, When the times become dark and oppressive, when there are oppressive governments and there are oppressive religions, there's always a birthing that takes place. And right now there's a birthing that's taking place in America right now. There is a birthing of sons and daughters of God that are emerging at this very moment for the purpose of liberating people and setting them free. Our nation has been under bondage. Our people have been under bondage. Parents have been under the bondage of the incarcerating power of drugs and alcohol and sexual immorality and ungodliness that has absolutely stolen a generation of people. It's stolen our sons, it's stolen our daughters, it's stolen our grandchildren. But I got news for you that God is birthing a generation of people with an Elijah anointing that is about to liberate the people like never before. There is coming a a setting free of the captives in America. In the book of Exodus chapter 1, without getting too far ahead of myself tonight, the Bible said, then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people. Throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River, but you may let the girls live. Can I tell you that the one thing the devil did wrong, he left the women. I just want to stir that devil up right now. I just want to let you know I ain't afraid of you, you religious devil. You, you, you shouldn't have left the women. Because you left the women, God's about to empower a generation. <laughs> oh, y'all better hear the word of the Lord tonight. And this time, when I watch this, about this time a man and a woman from the tribe of Levi got married. And the woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby. Everybody say a special baby. And kept him hidden for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. She put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. The baby's sister then stood at a distance. watched the sister. Somebody say sister. Stood at a distance and watched to see what would happen to him. So as soon as Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river and her attendants walked along the riverbank, when the princess saw the basket among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it for her. When the princess opened the basket, she saw a baby. And the little boy was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. Then the baby's sister approached the princess. Watch this. The baby's sister approached the princess. Should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you, she said. Yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl went and called the baby's mother. (laughs) Woo, watch this. Now. It gets good. Take this baby and nurse him for me. The princess told the baby's mother, I will pay you for your help. Can I tell you the devil is about to pay for the raising of the sons and the daughters of God. The world is about to pay the body of Christ to raise up generals that are going to pierce the darkness and drive back the, the enemy where he belongs. You mark it down what I'm telling you, that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. There's about to be an exchanging in the nation of wealth. There's about to be no limitation and no lack of anything necessary for the advancing of the kingdom of God. And it's not going to be through manipulating preachers. It's going to be transferred from the wealth of the wicked to the righteous. Oh, God. Mm. Take this baby and nurse him, the princess told the baby's mother. I will pay you for your help. So the woman took the baby back home and nursed him. And later when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter who adopted him as her own son. Watch this. The princess named him Moses for she explained, I lifted him out of the water. Father, tonight I thank you for the ability to deliver this word. Father, I thank you that tonight it is heard with spiritual ears, that it will pierce the veil of men and women's hearts, God. Father, that may be calloused or hardened, God, that may have been deafened by the sound of a religious system of our hour, that, God, today we have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say to the body of Christ today. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. What you find is that in the middle of a prosperous people of God, because the children of Israel were prospering, they were growing, they were growing in power, they were growing in number, they were growing in favor. The Bible said that Pharaoh made a decree to kill every Hebrew boy. And I want you to know something. The enemy is after a generation of people that will become the deliverer for this hour. This is not the first time that the enemy tried to kill a generation of people. You will find that before the birth of Christ that Herod in Matthew chapter two, passed a decree that he would kill every every Hebrew boy that was born under the age of two years old because he had been outsmarted by the Magi. And the Bible says that he passed a decree to kill all the unborn baby. Do you understand that the enemy has had a contract on this generation? I need you to hear the word of the Lord today. There's a reason that the enemy through the power of abortion has been trying to kill a generation because listen to me, church. It is a generation that is going to liberate people in the earth today. And the enemy has done everything he could to stop this generation from emerging. But I got good news for you because in 2022, Roe versus Wade has been overturned and God said, I'm about to raise up a generation right now. It will not kill this generation because this generation will be who God called this generation to be. Before Jesus came onto the scene, there was another baby leaping in the womb of Elizabeth. There was another baby baby that was coming that would have the spirit of elijah we know his name is john he was john the baptist and he would be a forerunner to the coming of christ and god is raising up a generation in this very hour not just out of this prophecy but out of the prophecy from the word of god That will carry the spirit of Elijah. That will be a forerunner for what God is about to do in the earth right now. Let me preach to you about the spirit of Elijah. We know that John carried the spirit of Elijah according to the word of God. This generation as well will carry the spirit of Elijah. And the reason you need to understand why is because that the spirit of Baal has attacked this generation. It has attacked our nation time and time again. What most people don't know is that Baal could attach itself to any form of deity didn't matter whether it was the golden calf or whether it was the asher poles. It did not matter. What mattered was that it was a spirit of perversion. It was a spirit of sexual immorality and ungodliness. And do you understand that that spirit right now is upon this nation? That right now that the enemy is trying to steal this generation through sexual immorality. That no longer is fornication, sex outside of marriage, considered a sin. It is not only in the world, but it is filled the pews of the church because we have not had the voice of an Elisha in many generations. Oh, I need to preach in here tonight. You got to understand that, that's, that that perverted spirit that is promoted pornography and every kind of other sexual immorality in America. From not only pornography to where over 70% of the men in the body of Christ have formed addictions to pornography. Can I preach truth in here tonight? That there are people that are that are bound, that are hidden behind their cell phones, that are hidden behind their computers. That the enemy has perverted their mind because the spirit of Baal has attacked this generation that not only is it pornography, but it is molestation, it is all kind of sexual ungodliness, it is the LGBTQ, it is homosexuality. Aren't y'all hearing me preach tonight? It's the transvestite to where a man can't figure out if he's a woman or a man, or a woman can't figure out if she's a man or a woman. The enemy has attacked our nation with the spirit of Baal. And what happened in the Bible was there was a king who who interacted with a wicked wife named Jezebel, that he being a Jew entertained with one from Tyre. And because of that influence on his life, they begin to promote the spirit of Baal in the nation. Y'all don't want to hear me preach. But in the middle of the iniquity, in the middle of corrupt government, in the middle of darkness, God gave birth to an Elijah for that generation. My God, we may got problems in America, but God is giving birth to some prophets in the earth that are prepared to deal with what is happening. I need to punch this devil right in the nose. I feel the kickback tonight. I feel the kickback in, in the preachers drawing up in the room. You better quit drawing up. You better get a backbone the size of a soul log. Call sin, sin, and understand that the spirit of hell has attacked the body of Christ and has attacked itself. me off Facebook, I don't care. I got a voice bigger than Facebook. I got a voice bigger than YouTube. I got a voice bigger than social media. My God is my door opener. The world, listen to God, will make a way for the prophets of God. If you'll have the faith and the boldness to stand up, God will open doors for your voice to be heard. spirit of Baal works with intimidation to silence the voice of the prophets. Are you hearing me? That that intimidating spirit is so great that when attacked the prophet Elisha, he ran under a juniper tree and prayed to die. Say it again. But God... Say it with me, but God. See, she may have cowered down for a minute, but she ain't gonna stay down. You understand, because what God starts in a man or a woman, God finishes in a man or a woman. And what God started in the church, God's gonna finish in the church. And the Bible says that the spirit of Elijah rose up undaunted and unafraid, challenged the spirit and the prophets of Baal and said, if your God be God, call fire out of heaven. God's raising up a generation of people that are going to be able to call fire down out of heaven. Oh, I need to preach in here today. They ain't just gonna have a sermon about Jesus, they're gonna walk in the demonstration of the power of Jesus. Paul said, I didn't come with an excellency of speech, but I came with a generation of power. There is a generation rising up right now that has said it's not about my sermon, but it's about the demonstration of the one who lives inside of me. Woo. Can I really preach? Mark 16 said these signs shall follow those who believe. The signs of a man or woman of God in this hour is not going to be the size of their congregation, the degree they have hanging on the wall, the excellency of the way that they can twist and manipulate words to be able to entertain people. But there is coming signs and wonders. They're going to speak in new tongues. They're going to cast out devils. They're going to heal the sick. They're not going to be moved by the vipers, and they're not going to be moved by anything deadly. Can I tell you what that trans- in 2022, pandemics won't move them. Disease won't move them. Devils won't move them. Governments won't move them. They will not be in temp- You're not going to know by the, by the initials in front of their name. You're going to know by the power that comes out of their life. Uneducated fishermen. My God, I want to preach. <laughs> Former prostitutes and whores <laughs> that he reached way down in the miry gutters of life's barrel and pulled them out, washed them in the blood and filled them. My God. Mm-hmm. He's coming after those that's washed their nets that gave up, that sat in a dark room, afraid and scared, intimidated and struggling, I know what it's like to be intimidated by board members. I know what it's intimidated to be intimidated by congregation that threaten you with their money. I need to preach in here today. But there's a people that God is raising up in this hour right now. They are not intimidated by the threats of the church members. They are not intimidated by offerings. They're not intimidated by board. They are only moved by the Holy Ghost. my god you understand i'm not preaching a theological sermon i have a word from the lord tonight the enemy's intimidated preachers and there there's a generation of preachers that are scared of their board members they're afraid of their congregations They're fearful of their occupation and they're fearful of the career because it's in jeopardy and the people don't agree with them. And God said, if I can't get my leaders, I'm going to reach right in the middle of their churches and I'm going to find a people that will accept my fire, that will accept my Holy Spirit, that will accept this anointing upon their life. And I'll give them a voice and nobody will know them. Nobody will know where they came from. And I'll raise them up a voice in this generation. Because this thing's not about the who's who of Christianity. This is about the people that will say, yes, God, I'll be whoever you call me to be. I'll receive the spirit of Elisha. Are you hearing me, church? Listen to this. The Bible says that because of the destiny on their life, the enemy did everything he could to kill them. The enemy has done everything he could to kill this generation. He's done everything he could to silence them. Some of you, he did not try to silence you through government, but some of you he tried to silence through a rape, through molestation, through the bondages of drug addiction. He done everything he could to steal every bit of your self-worth, your self-esteem, to wound you, that you become crippled, that you become impotent and powerless, that you lived in fear and intimidation of the pain that you have gone through in your past. He has tried to steal your future, rob you of dreams. He has tried to take everything that God predestined for your life. But I got news for you. There's no devil and there's no weapon that the enemy has formed against you that is going to prosper because God is getting ready to heal you, restore you, deliver you, break the bondages off your life. This is not the hour of 12 steps. This is the hour of deliverance. This is not the hour of counseling. There's no time. This is the hour of total healing. Whoo. Somebody says it's hour healing. I'm prophesying to somebody sitting in this room right now. You ain't even a Christian. You're a dope addict. You're just like I was. You're just a terrible excuse for humanity. You're a drug runner. Maybe you are. Maybe you're a gun runner like I was. Maybe you're a dope addict and a dope dealer. I don't know what your deal is. You're sitting in this room tonight. Maybe you're under the bondage of every kind of perversion that I talked about earlier. Maybe you're sitting in this room, but I got news for you. There's one greater at work right now than what's been working in your past. That God is in the room tonight to deliver you. He's in the room tonight to heal you because you are part of a generation that is going to become a deliverer of the people. Woo! I'm prophesying. And the Bible says, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be quick. John the Baptist was the forerunner to the second coming of Jesus. John the Baptist come baptizing in water. There's an Elisha generation that's being raised up right now that's about to liberate the body of Christ. Because you need to hear what I'm about to say to you. This theology that teaches that Jesus is coming back after a bunch of panty-waisted poopsies is a lie. He's not coming back after a bunch of watered down, beat up, hiding in caves, fearful to open their mouth, afraid to offend society. He ain't coming back after a bunch of cave dwellers. He's not coming back after a bunch of closet Christians. He's not coming back after those intimidated by the world and the devil that's trying to be socially correct. He's coming back after a body of believers that has adorned herself in white raiment, that is armed in the battle clothing of their Lord Jesus Christ, and they got a voice and a sword and a shield. My God, I want to preach that's standing on the front lines advancing the kingdom of God let me just let me just say this the kingdom of God trumps every political party on the planet There is a king that reigns supreme above any other president that has ever been or ever will be. There is one political power that is greater than any senate, any congress, any corruption. His name is Jesus. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he's establishing a kingdom in the earth that is greater than any political party. It will never be stopped by laws and legislation. We win, church. The Bible said before his return that the kingdom, the gospel the, the, the message of the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all of the world. Somebody say the gospel of the kingdom. That's the the gospel of his absolute authority. His absolute power. Are y'all hearing me preach? His absolute lordship. Hmm. I'm not trying to be doctrinally controversial. But why would the Antichrist ever want a seat in a building in Jerusalem? Because that's there. That's not where God's throne is. God's throne's inside of you. He reigns from the throne of every man and woman in this room that is submitted to the lordship of Jesus. You want to know why the kingdom of God is within you when you are submitted to the lordship of Jesus Christ? That means the king of glory rules and reigns from the temple of your body. By God, I want to preach in here tonight. The enemy is not after a building. The enemy is after a position to influence you. He wants your submission. He'll intimidate you to get it. He'll manipulate you to get it. He'll lie to you to get it. My God, I need to preach in here today. The enemy is after the throne of your heart. That's why the Bible said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom. But those who do the will, everybody say the will. The enemy is after your will. Because if the enemy gets your will, you have no authority in the earth. But if, if your will is submitted to the authority of Jesus Christ, then you're going to rule and reign and have the dominion according to the plan and the purpose of God for humanity in the earth. And if God submitted people do not rule under his authority, then evil people will take their position of authority. Let me say this to you. If you don't like the condition of our country, then get up out of the pew and be who God called you to be. Walk in the authority that God gave you. Walk in your home and cast the devil out of your children and out of your home and out of your family. Devil, you ain't going to incarcerate my children. You're not taking my grandchildren. You're not going to confuse my home and create divorce in my house. Church, take your authority and cast that devil out. Quit letting that devil in your 12-year-old child point their finger in your face and tell you you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do. You better cast the devil out of that 12-year-old. You better take the authority that God's given you and you better take your position as a parent and deal with that devil. So, Pharaoh passes a decree to drown every Hebrew boy in the Nile River. Now, understand how many thousands of babies died in the Nile River. And the princess of Pharaoh is going to bathe. In the death of a generation. Do you understand that the world is celebrating and bathing in the diminishing and the dying of the church? But I need to tell somebody in this room, I need to speak to some Pharaoh in this generation, that what you think you've accomplished, you've not accomplished. Because God said, I've got a generation of people that I've been hiding out. That the devil didn't find them. They've been in rural America. They've been in unknown cities with unknown reputation. And I'm getting ready to raise them. My God. He said, throw them in the Nile.